When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From The Standard in London, I'm Deputy Culture Editor Nick Clark, and welcome to The Standard Weekends. You're about to hear an interview with Joseph Fiennes for his role as Gareth Southgate in Dear England. This extract is taken from The Standard Theatre Podcast. To hear the full episode, hit the link in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. I'm here at Wembley Park Theatre in the shadow of the arches of Wembley Stadium where the rehearsals for Dear England are taking place and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Joseph Fiennes. Welcome to the podcast. Lovely to be here. I should just mention that I've got my two furry friends with me, my two dogs. So if anyone can hear paws walking around in the background, that's because I've got my two mascots with me. It's great to have an audience for the the recording. Could you just open the world out of Dear England? What is it? What is it about? Well, Dear England uh, surrounds the moment when... Gareth Southgate took over um, as manager. Well, really, he was caretaker manager and brought in with him a psychologist, Pippa Grange, and probably revamped quietly the, the system there, having come from probably quite a toxic background of sports back in his day. His approach was completely different. Well, he was the focus of a nation's ire when he missed the penalty, essentially. So he knows what it's like. Well, that, uh, brilliantly, brilliantly put. And therein lies the drama of the piece, is that Gareth, having lost um, with England, uh, missing the penalty in 96, and all the baggage and trauma that came with that, takes on one of the most impossible jobs in England, which is to manage the team. And, you know, you would ask, why would anyone put themselves through that, having gone through 96? 
And it's an extraordinary transformation. I have to say, I saw it at the National. Has the man himself seen it? Have you communicated with him? God, I, I would love him to see it. Um, he's become, through this play, a real hero for me. Mm. And initially, I, uh, I was invited, along with James Graham, our writer, to, to visit Gareth at St. George's. Um, and a few hours before catching the train, I, I was sadly bumped for some reason. I think it might be to do with the shyness of the man. Possibly, I'm putting it down to that. Not mm. that he just hates me and is <laughs> disappointed with the casting. But um, I hear he's a wonderful gentleman. And well, you see the way he conducts himself, as I see for hours and hours on Sky Sports News interviews, because that's all I'm left to study. So yeah, I mean, what's been remarkable is that beyond Gareth and the, the sort of English game is the way that audiences have responded. Um, because I wouldn't say it's an uplifting drama to talk about losses. Mm. So there's something beyond the game, which I find fascinating, that audiences celebrate. Um, and weirdly, it's about how we lose, which is possibly very much a part of our English psyche. And um, it's lovely seeing the audience come together on on the sort of a deeper theme beyond winning. Yeah, well, it's an extraordinary moment seeing, well, for me, a, a national auditorium on their feet singing Sweet Caroline. Well, uh, at the age of 17, 18, for four years, I was a dresser at the national. So I know those corridors of old, picking up underpants and socks and washing them and having them delivered to the actor that I was dressing. And I certainly remember the audiences of that day, and they're very different to the audiences of today. And going out on that stage recently was so uplifting and wonderful because the demographic was not a national audience that I remembered in the late 80s or 90s. But this was a fresh new demographic, all ages, possibly people that had never come to the theatre were in the theatre and possibly those who never go to football matches are now going to football matches. So it's uh, it's been a real celebration. And, and as you say, to see everyone at the end of the show up on their feet singing along together in unison. It's kind of bonkers, mad, and, you know, I'm full of elation when I come off and see that. But the, one of the great things about your performance is, well, it's brilliant how you, you embody the man through your acting, but actually there's a bit of physical transformation. Am I right in thinking that you needed some new teeth for the transfer you let, here? Uh, you let the secret out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not that anyone beyond sort of like uh, four rows from the front would see but it, it, it's really for me and for those on stage with me and possibly theatre has that wonderful thing where you kind of enter into the conceit and um, and you buy into it with with sort of these signals and they don't it doesn't have to be hugely spot on in terms of makeup and prosthetics like it would in film mm. but there's that wonderful sense where the audience you just want them to settle to say oh that's harry kane oh that's gareth and then we get into the deeper themes but yes i do do a little bit of uh, makeup and there is a, a pair of teeth because my teeth are so small and gareth's are so wonderfully big and so i thought i would grab that and also it, it it changes the way I speak and the tone that I speak in, which is very helpful. Um, but beyond the teeth and the waistcoat, what I love is that, that Gareth, and like all of us in life, we get these moments which I could only describe as sort of critical junctures in our life. And 96 for Gareth must have been one. And it's how you kind of turn left or right and deal with that great loss and sorrow and hardship and trauma which I think is, for me, at the heart of the piece. So this wonderful sort of tectonic plate of emotion emerges. 
and and it haunts him all the way through. This is James Graham's, or my interpretation of James Graham's Gareth Southgate. I'm not saying that is Gareth Southgate, sure. but for me, therein lies the the drama of the character beyond the outward. The outward certainly helps, but I love working from the emotionality as well within, and and how that carries through. And kind of reveals itself in the play that actually he's intent on winning. Even within the Reformation and the beautiful thing that's happening, he still wants that win. He still wants that silverware. Let's go to a quick break. In the meantime, why not hit follow? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I read a fantastic quote from James Graham talking about the Shakespearean nature of his Gareth Southgate. As someone who has played Shakespeare in Shakespearean Love, um, I wondered if you saw the parallels as well. well. I certainly thought when I got an offer from the National that it might be a Shakespeare coming my way or a Chekhov or an Ibsen and I was quite excited <laughs> you know, to get me back on the stage and then it was Gareth Southgate and I thought, my God. Um, but when I read the play, actually the emotionality kind of caught me out. Um, which I, I was very surprised by. But um, it is classic, but it's classic in the sense of an unlikely hero. And there's a little bit of the underdog, which we all love and can kind of identify with. But it, there is a, a, the classic search for the Holy Grail that actually, you know, that journey takes you to a place where you might recognize it's not about the silverware, it's not about the cup, it's something else that you learn. It's about the struggle. And through that struggle, you learn that that role in your life is something that you can impart in helping someone else. With that in mind, it is a classic. And unlike a Shakespearean, it's not a tragedy. There is a moment of catharsis, which again is for a particular player and Harry Kane, but also for the whole nation, I think, as well. And is that what you're trying to sort of bring along? I think so. I mean, I don't know. What am I trying to bring along? I guess mm. one fulfills the objective and then it's over to the audience to sort of align themselves with that narrative but I think there is something that in in loss and how you how you win deep um, you don't win by putting the fear of God in people because if you do that they play with fear and fear cripples you and then you are without um, joy and if you're without joy in your work whether it's us talking together or on the stage or whether it's footballers you cannot create and so 
so fear robs you of of creation because it, it you're not playing with joy and i i love that as a uh, something to take away and that actually all of our struggles are really vital and important because you might find there is someone else further down the line who needs that kind of compassion and understanding and if you've been through that process if you've lost the penalty on a world stage then who better to sort of give that other person a hug and talk to about so i think those are the bigger themes which permeate for me in a really special way absolutely and do you have a club team is it something you've enjoyed for a long time uh i i, I love playing it i'm rather like the jack russell that's sleeping next to me you throw the ball i'll run um <laughs> and i love sports and i love football i love the national game um, I do support uh, a team, Chelsea, uh, moving swiftly on. No, no. Well, um, well at the moment, not great, but I'm um, not on great. <laughs> I think for a number of years, probably. Um, I love the big occasions and rather like the play, uh, the way that people uh, and countries can come together and see the beautiful game um, in a sort of epic sense. I, I love the scale of that as very much the World Cup. And there were a couple of footballers in. The night that I saw it, I don't know, have the team seen it? Have you? Um, I know um, that Lee Dixon came in to talk to us and that was very helpful. And and a fellow Arsenal player alongside him in his day, Tony Adams and Ian Wright and Gary Lineker, they've all been in and they've they've loved it. They've been nothing but praise um, from what I hear. I haven't met apart from Lee Dixon, any of them. Are you hoping that Gareth will come to the West End? I think if he wins some silverware next year and if we're still running or that he might come and see a show, I think he should allow himself to be celebrated. <laughs> and uh, my last question really, it's um, been a long time since you've been in the West End. I think it was a year ago, many moons ago, uh, if I'm not uh, correct. What does it feel like being back on stage, back in the West End? It's wonderful to be back. It's great that we can take this, this uh, play to the West End. And as you said earlier, we had it at the National and the, the audience represented the nation. And I very much hope that that continues at the West End and those who couldn't get to see it, get to see it again now. And the tickets are at a great price. They start at 20 quid. So it's affordable. It's not elitist, which is really important. It's so important to stress that this is this is a play for people who've never gone to the theatre. Um, uh, and what what better play to see first time round if you've never come to the theatre? For me, I remember, I think I did A View from the Bridge in the West End. My first job out of drama school was The Woman in Black, a sort of gothic horror story. It was eight shows a week, two people on stage. It was a baptism by fire. Um, it was exhausting. So in my DNA, I'm reminded it's eight shows a week. It's relentless. Um, it's fun and wonderful. But it's the Olympics for the actor. I really do think that. I think that it or really tests you. World Cup you. final. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my World Cup final, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Joseph Fines, thank you so much for joining us on the Evening Standard Theatre Podcast. Thank you so much. That was Joseph Fine speaking to the Standard Theatre Podcast. Dear England is on in the West End right now. To hear the full episode, hit the link in our show notes. For all the latest news, head to standard.co.uk. The Standard will be back on Monday at 4pm. 